everyone. Thanks for coming back. Today we're going to be talking about our cancellation policy, or just cancellation policies in general. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, riveting. I know. This, I know this is so exciting for folks. But I, actually, I, we I mean, get I a lot of questions about it. Yeah, I, and I think it's actually, I think it's a, a lot more important and interesting than um, people maybe give it credit for. So I, I beg of you, don't, <laughs> don't bail on us yet. Like, give us a few minutes to to talk about it and and see if and if it really is so tedious and boring you can you know stop watching or yeah. something but also i think it applies more than just to like therapy practices it could be any like i don't want to say like service industry like anybody that has needs a cancellation policy i think it would work for mm. so mm-hmm. i think it's applicable when i think it also extends its past you know cancellation policy in essence really what we're talking about is a kind of uh uh, a feeling of equality that's not I'm not I'm not saying like a uh, a PR line of equality I'm talking an actual feeling of equality and treating people with equality um, that you know sure it has implications for how we design a cancellation policy but it's all let's say that's the character that's behind the cancellation policy would apply to a bunch of things you know past the character <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> that's my You're bringing thing it from for it right now yeah Okay, so um, maybe I'll start by... I'll start. Okay, you start. (laughs) Uh, The reason I did that is because part of this is we're going to try to help you avoid power struggles with your people, and I just wanted to get into one. Yeah, we're showing you what not to do. (laughs) Uh, Why don't you start by laying out what our cancellation, like how we've structured our cancellation policies for our clients. By the way, we're mental health professionals. We uh, do counseling with uh, couples, individual clients. And so when we're talking about cancellation policies, we're talking about um, these clients who come to see us for counseling. Well, I want to start out by saying, like, I think really early on when we first started, we decided we will not be the judge, jury, or executioner on what counts as an emergency because we don't want to get into power struggles about that. And I want you to ask, tell us about the power struggle thing. Why don't we want to get in power struggles? Well, I think power struggles, in essence, what they are, they're trying, they're a jockeying for a top position, you know, in a in a power hierarchy. I'm gonna act such and such way so I can be the master of this situation. Yeah, um, I mean, and to, to some degree, this is natural that we want to sit at the top of a hierarchy that that gives us a sense of control and predictability that is fairly natural to want in life. But the problem with that, um, I often when I talk with uh, clients about power struggle. I grew up um, playing this game with friends and um, particularly my brother and my cousin and I would would do this. We would play this game called King of the Mountain. And so if you imagine, I don't know, we'd find some gravel pile. I don't know why there were always gravel piles. Was that like a 90s kid thing that there were always gravel piles everywhere? dirt where I was. I don't know where you were, but it was dirt piles over here. I don't know why, but there were always gravel piles. So what you would do, the way you play King of the Mountain is that you, the idea is that you want to be at the top of the pile. And so if you're at the top of the pile, your goal now is to keep everybody else down, okay, which is kind of a stressful job. Um, and if you're uh, not at the top, your goal is to pull down the uh, person on top so that there's, you know, an empty space that you can climb up into. And so that's kind of what life becomes when we're in power struggle is that you're either at the top trying to fend off all the people below you who are, you know, jockeying for your position or uh, you're trying to pull somebody else down, and this is just this is not a, a pleasant way to move through life. It's a it's very competitive. Um, it's uh, everybody always kind of feels like they feel 
you know, set back by life because, you know, it's like, oh, why everybody's trying to steal what I have or, well, you know, that son of a gun, like he he won't give up his his uh, sweet spot. And so it just creates this animosity between people. And of course, this is not helpful in a counseling relationship. Yeah, imagine like even in a couple, like I'll, I'll say this lightly, but you get in an argument with your partner, even if you win does it really ultimately feel that good? Maybe for like a second because you're like, yes, I won. But then like you don't feel good about it. Imagine doing that with your client. You beat them like, oh, no, that's your cat throwing up is not an emergency. Okay, now what? Now what? Yeah, and, and maybe they maybe they think that their cat throwing up is an emergency. Yeah, that's part of it and, too. Like, um, we're therapists. Like I like cats. You, not so much, although you're getting there. Uh, like we're naturally empathetic people, so – if somebody said their cat's throwing up, that is an emergency to me. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to have to do that because because we're so ethical. Like, we're going to have to give that to all of our clients, not just one. And actually, can we just, can we back up? Can we lay out what the policy is? Yeah, because I think then, I think then this question about, like, what constitutes an emergency, it's going to have a little bit more content. You, you want me to lay it out? Sure. We, okay. we have the same one. So I will, um, and I've got this down, like, almost memorized because yeah, I've done it so many times. <laughs> but what, what I'll tell a client is, here's my cancellation policy. Anything more than 24 hours notice, you can do whatever you want. You let me know, oh, I can't come. You don't have to reschedule, whatever. Like, you just do what you want to do, and it's no skin off my back. And all we do is um, we just get something else on the schedule, however far in the future as you need. Anything less than 24 hours, and then I specify very specifically. And by that, I mean 23 hours and 59 minutes. Uh, If there is less than 24 hours notice that you can't make an appointment, we either need to reschedule in five calendar days not business days but calendar days or you will need to pay me the full fee for the session schedule and keep that appointment oh yeah yeah schedule and keep the appointment so you know okay oh i can't make this appointment on tuesday sure i could come on friday but then if you don't show up on friday well that's not that's not going to work um so uh you'll need to pay me the full fee for the session and that is regardless of emergencies and this is where this bit about emergencies comes in The reason that we don't have an emergency clause in there is because I don't want to get into a dispute with a client about what constitutes an emergency. Now, here's the other part of the policy. The exact same limits apply to me, meaning that if it is 23 hours and 59 minutes before a session and my child is in the hospital, like it doesn't matter how emergent or serious something is, and I have to cancel an appointment, and uh, and I can't provide uh, an appointment that's going to work for both of us within five calendar days, then the next time that they come, whenever it is that they're able to come in, uh, they don't pay me. People think we were are wacko cracko, I think, for running our business this way, but it works great. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but like I feel, not that it's about feeling less guilty, but like my clients know, like, hey, it, you, we're ha- held to the same standard. So, like, and clients do push back. Like, I had to cancel because my kiddo got got sick. And they were like, oh, no, no. Like, I understand. Kids get sick. It's not a big deal. I'm like, no. We agreed to this. It's out of mutual respect that I uphold this agreement. Like, if you hadn't shown up, I'd be charging you. And that's how this works. And they're like, oh, okay. And they take back their card and put it in their purse. I'm like, yeah. I want you to know that I mean what I say. Also, the um, it just is coming to me that part of the other reason, like, we don't ask about emergencies and stuff, I mean, we care about emergencies, but we don't ask about them is because we inherently trust our clients and also uh, they don't owe us an explanation. I tell clients, like, you don't even have to tell me. It could be you just didn't feel like coming today. You can tell me if you want to because I'm interested, but you don't owe me anything. 
Um, so just all around mutual respect. I think it covers all of it. Yes, certainly. It seems that that also creates a little bit of uh, autonomy for a client that they can share if they want to share and also not share if they don't want to, which is a a really important thing that we do generally in counseling that, you know, by nature of what we do, we ask them fairly invasive questions. You know, I mean, I ask about people's sex life and I ask about, you know, traumatic experiences and about family secrets and, you know, I mean, all kinds of things like this. And I was trying to make clear upfront and then reiterate this throughout therapy that um, I am not entitled to the answers to those questions. I have a right to ask them, um, not without tact or, you know, attunement or whatever, but I have a right to ask the questions, but I am not entitled to the answers. And it is their right uh, to say, actually, I don't want to talk about that. And I let them know up front, I will not take that as disrespect or you being obstinate or uncooperative, you, you just have a right to set your own boundaries and in, in what we talk about. And so that also, you know, relates to this. Um, one of the other things that you mentioned that I think is so important, I uh, and that I see with a lot of uh, I see with a lot of counselors, including counselors that that I've gone to, is that they don't follow through on their policy. And <clears throat> while I hear counselors explain that as this kind of compassionate act of like, well, you know, they're, they're having a tough time. And so I, you know, I want to, I want to cut them a break or whatever. I, and I, and I hear that and I, and I can appreciate that. And actually, you know, the counselors who tell me this, I, I think that they're being honest about where their heart is at. I don't, I'm, I'm not wanting to suggest that anything other than that. The flip side of that though, is that you, it's like you said that why we follow through on this policy, both for ourselves and for our clients is that we want to give them the sense that we mean what we say. And here's the thing is, you know, the other things that I say during my informed consent spiel, it's stuff like this. Hey, everything that we talk about here is going to stay between you and me. Mm -hmm. And so if I kind of, you know, cut a corner, um, even out of, even out of a good place in my heart, a virtuous place in my heart, one of the things that I'm communicating to my client is, we well, you know all that stuff that we talked about the first day that you came in and that I've reiterated a few times, you know, as, as counseling has gone on. Um, I kind of play fast and loose with that. And then what does that do to their level of trust in confidentiality and in my willingness to treat them uh, with a non uh, with a non-judgmental spirit and that um, I'm going to be faithful and, and loyal to them? Um, th- I mean, these are... It's it, And this is what I mean, like, yeah, a, a cancellation policy in one sense is kind of a tedious thing to talk about, but it's also not. It's, uh, it's my favorite part of going through the informed consent, which we go through, I think you do too, we go through the entire, not verbatim, but we run through the entire informed consent with our client, like first session, mm-hmm. and in detail with the cancellation, and that's my client's favorite part. And just for those who aren't mental health professionals, an informed consent uh, what we're, we're what we're talking about that uh, talking about here, this is a form that um, we are legally and ethic, ethically required to go over with a client before we enter into a counseling relationship with them. Um, and so this reiterates things like cancellation po- or um, uh, confidentiality and sure cancellation policy, uh, payment, you know, fee agreement upon fees, all these things, just to give them as much information as they need to decide. Yeah, actually, this is something that I would like to do. Um, one thing I want to mention about this is um, a colleague of ours, Marina Blufstein, um, who's up in Minnesota slash Chicago. Hi, Marina. Um, she said something really powerful um, this summer. We were taking a course with her, and she mentioned that informed consent is not a piece of paperwork. It is a process. 
uh, it is an ongoing process with clients. And I, I love, love that. And uh, I think sometimes what, what counselors are apt to do, here's, here's what I, I, I don't want to speak for Marina, but this is the sense that I got from her when she said that. It's not that, okay, it's this paper, you know, this piece of paperwork that we kind of go over with the client and then we get their signature and then poof, it's done. Know that it is an ongoing, that we continue to win the agreement of a client over the course of our work with them that, yes, this that, that's going to work for me. Yes, I'm on board with that. So on and so which is, And this is why it is so important to follow through on what is in that form. That gives a client a sense that, yeah, it's not, oh, I got your signature and now um, and now no more informed consent process. That No, this is something that stretches throughout the duration of uh, the counseling relationship. It does. Yeah. I was going to give an example, but... It'll be really long. <laughs> We're already at 14 okay. minutes. Well, well, we, we really are striving to keep these videos a little bit more short, and you'll forgive us because we're both long-winded. And um, uh, no, Well, I'm really long-winded. I'll take responsibility. She can self-identify as being long-winded if she wants. but I'm not going to. Well, and that's that's quite fair. Honestly, it's, let's be honest. It's mostly me. It's mostly me. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll just be like, shh, shh, shh. So, so anyways, I know that this is like maybe a little bit tedious of a topic, but I'm hoping that we're connecting to, you know, ideas of equality, of avoiding power struggle, of mutual respect between, uh, between certainly counselor and client, but we also hope that you would extend this just to like between people. Uh, it's nice to have a kind of a, a thoroughly consensual relationship uh, with other people, yeah. uh, whatever relationship form that takes. Yeah, I've helped clients like that are personal trainers that um, work with, they do like hair and things like that where it's a service industry. They're like, this is amazing. Like, can I use this? I'm like, yeah, you can if you want, you know? Um, and also, uh, please ask us questions. Like if this stirs up any questions for you, just... I don't know where where should they comment on the video. Um, yeah, and we also we have a, oh, a the, contact the, form in our um, in our uh, link, so you're welcome to submit something through there. Um, one final disclaimer is just this: these are our ideas. Um, we're not saying that everybody has to do it the way that we do it. No, uh, that's not the point. It's that we want to tell you how we do it and why we do it, and then you can take from that and decide what you want to do. I'm not on some campaign to you know tell everybody what their cancellation policy has to be. I will say, and the one uh, exception to that is, I do think that if you have a cancellation policy, it is our our ethical responsibility to follow through on that on that policy. So, and if, if you want to create a little give, you know, you want to like yeah. cut people a break or find something that build, you're, you're comfortable with, build that into the policy mm-hmm. so that um, so that then you are uh, consistently keeping your word to your clients, and they get the sense, oh, they really do mean what they say. Yeah, like so. my counselor is like, you get one free pass on like a sick day or something. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. fine. That's, yeah. that's great. Again, it doesn't have to be exactly like we do it. But so, yeah, uh, we'd be, of course, open to questions. We'd love to hear from you. We uh, love opportunities to converse with folks who are listening and really just to even know that anybody's listening. So <laughs> if not, you you like to talk anyway. You'd be talking anyway. I would talk to a wall. <laughs> I would. There's actually I have a whole like little series of videos that you can watch where I'm basically just talking to a wall. And my computer almost dies in one of them, and I'm hilariously scrambling under a desk. It's one uh, of my favorite YouTube moments of all time. Don't watch those. (laughs) Okay, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.